Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Monday, August 28th, 2023, and I have an incredibly serious and important show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. And let's start off with this to give us a preface to our story today. She wanted to stay strong, but emotion overtook Namja Nash-Williams when she learned how her little girl lost her life in the back of a school bus. Six-year-old Faja strapped in her wheelchair, the harness growing tighter across her little body as the aide, who should have been watching her, sat up front, completely unaware that Faja was suffocating. They need to be properly trained and equipped. Obviously, she wasn't. If she's sitting on the bus with disabled kids and she's on a cell phone on the head with headphones on the head listening to doing whatever she was doing while my daughter back there fighting the bus So I only have one microphone and I have to, uh, you know, move it in front of the computer to get you to hear that. Sorry for the, the handling noise in the microphone. Um, here is a story which I have up on, um, encouragingangels.org at EA blog. New Jersey school bus monitor charged after girl six fatally choked by wheelchair harness, officials say. As the tragedy unfolded, school bus monitor Amanda Davila, 26, was seated toward the front of the bus and had been using a cell phone and wearing earbuds, which the Somerset County Prosecutor's Office said was a violation of policies and procedures. And that's NBC News with the uh, the written story and with the uh, the video, which, uh, you know, we claim fair use, uh, playing that short clip of the video to give you an idea, you know, of what happened. Um, you talk about heartbreaking. I mean... We fought, my wife and I fought so many battles about care for our daughter, which is why ultimately we took her out of the traditional brick and mortar school and uh, fought to have services like school, 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 which would be what is school would be for her, which would be a lot of therapy, you know, in our home of which was completely supervised by us. The parents, mom and dad. This, and they go on to say that this uh, girl had a very rare condition. She had many, many surgeries. You know, she could not walk. She could not talk. There's a a a, a picture of her in the video, um, where this absolutely beautiful little girl, uh, you know, is was in a bath seat. And I can tell you that's like where she sat um, her entire life because that's what Hannah did. That's what my daughter did. We had a bath seat 
because when they can't walk and they can't talk and they have uh, tonicity issues with their muscles, you know, they're very flaccid um, or and potentially hyper um, tonic. Um, you have to have something that they can sit in comfortably and, um, you know, where you might have to, you know, strap them in if they're having seizures and so forth. Um, but otherwise, it's not restrictive. This mother and father. Now, again, I don't I don't know the exact particulars of what happened that day, but one or both of them, you know, put their baby into the care of someone who didn't give a rip, apparently, allegedly. This woman put her in her wheelchair on the back of the school bus and put a harness on her that choked her to death. I mean... Again, that this is my understanding. The actual story might be somewhat different, but that's what it, it uh, looks like in the reporting that I see here. So I say all these things allegedly. Um, and then she went, you know, to sit up around the front of the bus and listen to and be on her phone in some way with headphones. I want to make a few comments about this. First of all, if you uh, put some kind of restraint on a uh, an individual, a special needs individual, you have to be very careful about how it's done. And you have to know what you're doing. Because a lot of bad things happen very quickly sometimes. Um for someone to choke to death, it had to be, you know, again, I'm estimating, and I say allegedly, um, and I, you know, I was not there. But almost for certain that that thing had to be put on wrong for it to choke a child to death. It had to be potentially the wrong size, potentially uh, adjusted completely incorrectly um, put on with no care and put on with no supervision because just somebody's working quote in the you know special needs or disability industry does not know does not mean that they know what they're doing so first of all you know the hard part is that both parents are working you know and, I mean, it's heartbreaking seeing these parents that they, you know, losing a child is one thing. Losing a child to something stupid is, <laughs> I mean, horrific. But I am quite sure that with everything that they've gone through, that they, these, uh, these parents who are apparently still together, because, again, when you have a catastrophic illness, of which I would pretty much put this child in or close to in a category like catastrophic illness because I don't know about her mortality, you know, the perceived mortality and morbidity with her condition. Um, 
but 80% of the marriages fail and 90% of them bankrupt. So given those statistics um, of, of parents of, of children with catastrophic illnesses and that they were still together, they all, for sure, they were both working, you know, um, you know, God willing that in this economy that you're working, uh, But also, uh, you know, you when you care for a child that has those kind of needs, uh, they're you know, even sending your child to school for a few hours um, is a respite for you know parents dealing with this. Because as soon as the kid comes home, they're caregivers again. You know, they're not just mom and dad; they are full blown caregivers, paying attention to everything that's going on with that kid. Because things, you know, happen with special needs kids that, you know, where people don't give a, a blank. So first of all, it's very hard because, you know, both parents are probably working and or, uh, I mean, that again, that might, let, let's say just, and I'm just pulling this out of the air, let's just say mom wasn't working, is that that might be the only time she can sleep. You know, if you don't know about caring <laughs> for someone with um, catastrophic special needs, I mean, we we had dinner with um, some old friends of mine uh, that I haven't seen in ages, 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 and telling them about this, you know Hannah's story. It was one of the one of the things I mentioned is about uh, you know sleeping with a baby monitor. You know, typical parents might sleep with a baby monitor for a year, a year and a half, something like that. Um, as their kid, you know, um, you know, grow, starts to grow and starts, uh, walking a little bit and all that, all those kind of things. Um, my wife, uh, God bless her. And, uh, honestly, I don't know how, um, I mean, my wife is doing great. Um, the hardship of waking up because I would wake up probably 10% and go in and see what was going on with my daughter. My, that job was really my wife's. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, effect of sleep deprivation when you are carrying out care in a manner that probably, and again, I'm guessing because I don't know their, their home situation or anything about this little girl. Sleep deprivation is a real part of the landscape. A real part. We we did personally eight and a half years of basically ICU level care at home, without a nurse and no one coming in to help us, and um, no no financial assistance to help us. You know, make a living. We one of us worked, and the other one cared for Hannah, and then the other one the the working one would come home. And the other one would go to work. That's how we did it. Um, you know, there are now programs for, you know, special needs families um, to pay them to take care of their kid. So I don't know what their situation was. Um, but the reality of both parents working is a very real one. Uh you know, I have to ask the question regarding this woman 
who was her, let's say, DSP, direct service professional, what kind of training did she have? What kind of training existed in that school district? What kind of training existed at the uh, the school that she was going to? I don't know who had the responsibility for the DSP, for the woman who put her on the bus and put the harness on her. But my God, to to fail catastrophically like that is someone who doesn't give a rip. Were, you know, did this woman have some other kind of uh, impairment? You know, I don't know. But it, it does not appear that she had any kind of certification. If she did, I mean, <laughs> who gave that to her? What kind of training? I mean, to put on a harness that would choke a child to death, that would choke a child to death, that would choke a child to death. What kind of training, you know, did this woman have? What kind of blanking common sense? Because if you had just observed the child, you would realize very quickly that she was choking to death and you would have the driver stop. But neither of them, I mean, the, the driver has a, uh, a rear view mirror. My God. Uh, I don't know. If I, it, you know, I don't know if the driver got charged at all. It's not really their responsibility. Um, yeah, you talk, and and this woman had, she went, a she was not sitting with the child. That's another failure right there. Because you don't let people, if you're caring for people. You don't let them out of your sight. I mean, it, this is is very, very hard for me to like to to deal with even sharing this story with you. This story is a couple of weeks old. I found this. I was looking uh, for some things this morning and found this. So I'm sorry I didn't find this earlier, but I have no doubt that this thing is still reverberating around a large area of where that child lived. There's no doubt because of the legal implications that this is going to ring far and wide inside the school, the school district, uh, the bus company, the uh, company who provided uh, that that woman, the 26-year-old woman who supposedly was a caregiver, uh, you know, for this little girl in transit, uh I mean, the whole thing is catastrophic in itself. And, you know, when, again, I, I just say, I just look at that girl and how lovely that this little girl was. I, I just have a, you know, uh, it, it's a story that hits me hard because I have the visions of my own daughter, you know, live, living life in a bath seat when she wasn't in a wheelchair. And, uh, You know, I, 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 I have shared this story not just for the sensationalism of it, although it's sensational in a, in a very bad way. As services break down, and, and you know, it's one more thing is that I believe that this is a, 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 a symptom, a really a, 
an outward manifestation of systems breaking down. Uh, on a special needs bunch, there t- typically are not uh, that many kids. And, and it could be she might have been the only kid on that bus. I don't know. But I want to tell you this. My God, <clears throat> with what I believe is coming, and of, of course I've shared over and over and over again on this podcast about the financial condition of the United States and really the world, uh, but especially the Western world, that there, the U.S. dollar is losing its hegemony, its worldwide power. The BRICS nations are taking it away. Um, with Saudi Arabia joining BRICS over the weekend, over the last week, uh, it's the death knell for the dollar. And so, why do I say all that? I say it to say this, is that your dollars will not go very far in the future. And uh, I think that a, a banking crisis is around the corner, maybe weeks away, as some have said, like uh, Bob Moriarty uh, at 321 Gold, uh, like Gerald Salente at, at Trends Journal. You need to have a plan in place. If you're a special needs family, what are you going to do if services break down? Do you have, like this this girl, I did not see, I mean, you, I, I, you know, I wouldn't see a feeding tube right off the bat because uh, if she has, you know, she had a shirt on, feeding tubes like on uh, the top side of your stomach, um, like my daughter had, but she didn't have breathing apparatus or anything. But if you have any need of medical equipment, especially disposable, like tubes, syringes, etc., you know, if you have, you because you may be already delivering, you know, basically uh, <laughs> uh, supportive medical care, you know, to your son or daughter, you you had better have like a supply of, of what you need. You had, had better, uh, you know, consider maybe trying to, uh, see if you have, you know, a country cousin, you know, cause to, to support a kid and survive in a city where all of a sudden, let's say we lose electricity for weeks, um, because of a war. Um, and that's just one situation. It could be numerous, um, situations uh you could be in such a bad way i mean if you know let's say it's still really hot and there's no electricity and no air conditioning and inside the house it's 110 degrees i mean do you at least have some battery operated fans that you could recharge because you have a small solar panel and rechargeable batteries in the darn thing Um, do you have the food that he or she needs? So many kids with problems like what this girl had, if, you know, if she couldn't walk and couldn't talk, probably has a special diet um, if she can eat on her own. 
um, I would have plans on really, you know, beefing up any supplies that I could get for her. Thinking about what I could do, because uh, you know you might have to improvise if there if there's nothing else. You know, if you normally gave your your daughter, and again, this is a hypothetical situation. I'm not giving medical advice. You know, some kind of professionally processed food. Um, maybe it came in a can or something, and you would have to maybe. There's a product called Thicket that uh, a lot of folks who have trouble swallowing, it thickens the food and makes it easier for them to um, get the food down. There's so much to consider. <clears throat> but I ask you to please consider to contemplate the unthinkable. As Pastor Joe Fox says at Viking Preparedness, Contemplate the unthinkable. Because when you see a story like this of someone who straps your kid into a school bus and chokes him to death, that is someone who, I mean, it's one thing for a problem to happen. Like, you know, a, a strap got put in wrong by mistake and it rode up, and but they found, they, they caught it and, you know, uh, stopped the bus and had to take care of that for her. No, no, <laughs> that didn't go like that in this situation. And, you know, <clears throat> it's going to come down to you, you know, it's going to come down to you, mom and dad. I hate to say that. Um, and maybe you have a trusted, you know, sister, aunt, you know, whatever. Because, um, man, ain't nobody... There's, we're going into a situation when no one's coming to save you. Look what the government did in Maui. That the police, apparently and allegedly, allegedly, stopped people from evacuating a fire where they could not leave where they were. And he, they sent them back and the people burned to death, is my understanding. Oh, yeah that they turned off the water for the firefighters who are fighting the fire. What kind of help do you think the government is going to give you, you know, mother and father of the disabled? Yeah, we need to do a reality check of where we are and, you know, start thinking like, you know, at least our grandparents, I'm 63, so my grandparents, you know, our parents, actually parents and grandparents, who went through the Depression, thought. And who grew gardens <clears throat> and put food up and canned. I mean, learning these things is going to be a way of life. And so will literally being pro-life and i'm i'm not i'm not talking about like you know in the ways of abortion i'm talking about just not killing people <laughs> and about caring for their well-being my god i mean a story like this i mean i am devastated because i had my own fights with special needs school situations 
Oh, yeah. Of people who don't care or people who use kids for their own purposes. And, you know, you you can't believe that that it goes on, but it goes on. Good God, just reading the, the title, New Jersey School Bus Monitor Charged After Girl 6 Fatally Choked by Wheelchair Harness. I mean, where is humanity at? I mean, I mean, hopefully it's a, a human failure of maybe just this woman, but I really don't think so. <clears throat> My God. Where you have one kid to take care of and you don't care for the kid. You had one job. Like some folks say, you had one job. Please consider supporting, encouraging angels. We're doing our best to draw, you know, to bring you stories like this, to, to help you prepare, get ready for what's coming, to alert the general populace, populace of what goes on with the disabled, with their families, with their care, why Jesus spent to- so much of his time with the sick and the disabled because God's glory and message is delivered and shown through them. You can donate to EA by going to encouragingangels.org, clicking on the, um, the donate page, and you can give by using a card uh, right online by cl- clicking on the, um, the cornerstone link or sending something directly to our P.O. box. I would be remiss. If some of what I, you know, mentioned today about preparing and getting ready, please consider for yourself getting Jack Lawson's Civil Defense Manual, civildefensemanual.com. Jack and I did a, a, a big article uh, six, seven weeks ago uh, about water. You know, without water in three days, you are expired. And if there's no electricity, how are you going to get your water you had better know how to get your water. You had better know how to filter your water. You had better know how to store your water. That's all covered in civildefensemanual.com. 950 pages as a reference guide on everything, you know, civil defense, survival. I mean, in a, in a bad situation. Uh, food. Water, shelter, protection, neighborhood protection team, communications, you know, uh, doing, uh, you know, patrols and, and everything else at night on how to protect yourself. Incredible authors who all contributed. Matt Bracken, NC Scout, Jack Lawson, Sam Culper, I mean... Please do go and investigate. Yes, it's $100. It's a 950-page, two-volume reference manual for just the days that we live in. CivilDefenseManual.com. Please do that. Consider that. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Samansky, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.